Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. Yes, we are back after a two week break and it is time to talk some magic. Oh my god, get ready for the most hyped up, pumped up episode you have ever heard. But before we begin, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Jazzy, what does the calculator say about the shipping costs? It's over $9! What? $9? There's no way that could be right! At LegitMTG.com, we don't charge shipping for any order over $2 or more. We're not like those other guys who make you spend an arm and a leg to get free shipping. Come on down to LegitMTG.com for all your magic needs and be sure to get that free shipping special. That's LegitMTG.com. Visit today. Hey guys, so in case you're new to the show of Magic with Zuby, my name is Zuby, and on this show, we like to talk about the card game Magic the Gathering. Um, if you've never heard of Magic the Gathering, it is a card game that Wizards of the Coast has been producing for a long time now, uh, for well over 25 years. It is a card game that you play with friends and a lot of it could be it could be played in many different formats uh, me personally I have been playing since the set Urza Saga which came out around 1998 I, w- I want to say that correctly uh, I'm going to look it up real quick here on the computer um, yep Urza Saga came out October 12th 1998 uh, me personally, this is one of my favorite sets. Uh, personally, this was the set that I started off with, and it was a very fun set. Uh, I was just a little kid at the time, uh, around what 1990, I would have been around 11 or 12 years old, and had a lot of fun with the set, and it was just a lot of fun. So if you're new to this show, uh, we talk about Magic the Gathering. Uh, We talk about, you know, different decks, different cards, new cards that are coming out, Um, decks that I build, uh, the different formats of Magic. But we also talk about another game that I like to play uh, called Dungeons and Dragons. Me personally, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for a long time. Uh, It's been personally on and off uh, since second edition, personally, when I first started playing. And, you know, falling in and out of it, I personally tried uh, 4th edition for a little bit. Didn't really like it a lot. I did a lot of homebrew RPG stuff, tabletop, and just found me personally did not find 4th edition D&D to be any good for me. I, I Me personally, I did not find it uh, fun to play. So when 5th edition came out, it, I started getting back into it. And I currently personally play a campaign with my wife who has been on the show before and I play it with my buddy Alec and his wife and Alec has been a recurring guest on the show. Personally, he is pretty cool. And we also host another podcast called So Your Father's a Nerd, which uh, we haven't been doing lately. It's because, you know, life kicks us in the ass, especially when, you know, stuff 
you, you know, you want to get stuff done. So, uh, Magic Wazubi is mainly about Magic the Gathering, the card game, and also a little bit about D&D and about other stuff, too, that I like to talk about. So, you know, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, hope you stick around and enjoy it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. You, you know, a, a lot of my episodes are solo episodes. I'll once in a while get a guest on the show when I feel like talking to someone else. Um, and, yeah, that's just how it goes. I, I, I record all the episodes down in my mom's basement. And, um, you know, I'm surrounded by all my magic paraphernalia or my, all my magic um, gear. And... Um, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, game has many formats, many formats around all sides and it, 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 it it's fun. I, I don't know if, if any of my listeners have played the game before, but it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, me personally, I have been playing since I was a little kid and just to give a little bit about my magic, the gathering credentials here, um, Personally, I have won many tournaments, and these tournaments are what you would call Friday Night Magic tournaments, where Magic Gathering has weekly tournaments at your local game store, and you can win prizes. You normally pay a fee of like $5 to enter, and you know you can win some store cred and some street cred too in Magic Gathering, because if you win a lot of what they call... Friday night magic tournaments, you get a lot of street cred as well, too. It's sort of, it, we, we consider the street cred, your planeswalker points. So the more planeswalker points you get, the higher your street cred is out on the magic streets. Um, personally, I have won a lot of the F and M's and I've attended a few higher, you know, playing level tournaments, what they call competitive REL, you know, that's that street lingo talk for, higher level magic tournaments and it's it's pretty amazing um you know i've done pretty good you know I, i've won a few games at those i mean nothing nothing to brag about but you know almost got a top eight if everyone else would have dropped i would have got a top eight a few times at a pptq or you know something like that it's, it's pretty amazing um but yeah you know, so this show talks a lot about magic, uh, magic cards, um, what's on the cards, the art of the cards, the the community around magic cards, because community, that's key. Without community, there would be no game of Magic the Gathering. It would just be rampant craziness out on the streets of everyone would just be flinging cards at each other without the community we would be a bunch of savages. So the community keeps you in line, keeps you in tow. Don't stray out of the community or else you're a savage. Um, but yeah, there's it's really cool. So, you know, if you're a first time listener, long time talker, um, welcome to the show. And I really hope you enjoy yourselves here. Um, and, and thanks. Thanks for listening. So real talk here before we get into all this magic stuff. Um, the reason why it's been two weeks since I've even done an episode is because we had a little thing called Hurricane Irma, which is proof that Nintendo hates America. All right. 
Um, I mean, Hurricane Irma was a pretty tragic thing, you know, for everybody that lost their house and all that stuff. It, it, it is tragic. But, you know, during the whole, you know, Irma trajectory, you know, we had to make light of stuff because, I, I mean, honestly, real talk here, legit real talk. I, I was actually really fearing, um, not for so much of my life. Um, more like for my wife and kids and then our house as well, too, because not that this house couldn't withstand a hurricane. It's not that I wasn't so much worried about. OK, I was more worried about the winds than the actual floods, because we live in an area where, yeah, I mean, we can travel to the Gulf of Mexico in like less than an hour, but we're far inland enough to where we're not in a flood zone. I mean, is it possible for this area to get flooded? Yeah, of course. If they're, you know, just rain, 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 rain. But, you know, when the storm surge hit us, it didn't come anywhere near us. It was just more worried about wind than anything. And it wasn't so much the wind, you know, blowing off my roof, which it that could happen if it hit us as a category five, which thank God by the time it got up here, it was only a category one, which, you know, it's still category one winds are still no joke, but it's much, much easier to manage and handle than category two and above. So, um, so we spent, you know, a while prepping, uh, you know, getting water and, you know, all the others, food and supplies. And unfortunately I couldn't get, um, plywood or sandbags cause they were just out everywhere. And I had been looking for like a week prior to, the hurricane even coming to us just it, it, it was definitely a very intense and scary time the day of the storm was probably the most anxiety inducing thing you could probably go through i mean i know there's worse things but just watching the news pretty much all day just seeing where is it going to land you know how strong is it going to be when it gets to us? Because it's not one of those, because I remember there was a hurricane in 2004 or was it 2005 when we had like five or three hurricanes hit us back to back to back. And I remember one of the hurricanes was coming straight for us. And at the very last second it turned, um, this wasn't the case. We got hit. Um, that whole day was anxiety inducing in the winds, the wind, it was really breezy throughout all day, but it didn't start picking up till around eight or nine o'clock that night. And the wife and I and the kids, we all huddled in our room and just waited. Um, and it was just very, very, very nerve wracking. You could hear the winds, you know, pick up and howling and you could hear, you know, stuff like hitting the house, like branches and stuff. Thankfully, thank God, none of the windows got broken. Uh, we did have a few downed branches, um, but thankfully it, there wasn't any trees that were broken um, or fell on the house because at the time of the hurricane, I had this huge, I have it, I had a tree and I think I've talked about it before in the cast where I had a tree just hanging over my house and if that thing fell, it would have really damaged my roof. And I was so worried about that. I was trying to get someone out for like two weeks to come cut it down, but I couldn't get anybody out. And so um, I had my buddy 
uh, Matt from the VCR Gaming Podcast, if you listen to that, uh, come out and help me, and we cut it down. I mean, this was after the hurricane anyway, but, you know, at least I don't have to worry about that now. But, yeah, that whole night, um, and, you know, what? I, my wife kind of helped me out a lot because she gave me a Xanax, like, maybe two hours before the wind started picking up really bad. And I've never taken that before. And she knew I like I was a nervous fucking wreck. Just, you know, trying to prep as whatever we could. And just, you know, we got everything inside that was outside on our porches. And it's just sort of like, well, we're going to have to sit here and wait and just pray that nothing bad happens. You know, and I don't know if you've if you've never taken a Xanax and it's your first time taking a Xanax, you literally give no shits in the world. It was when it finally kicked in. I just remember like laying in bed. I think I was reading my Kindle or something or playing um, the 3DS. And when the power went out, the power went out around 9, 930, maybe almost 10 o'clock at night. And the Xanax had kicked in like full gear and power went on. And the kids were getting scared and the wife was getting nervous. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that happens. It happens when there's a hurricane, the power goes out. And I'm just all like nonchalant. Yeah, okay. And we stayed up. I mean, I know my oldest child, Jazzy, who's who you've heard before on the show, and my wife, they stayed up throughout the entire thing. They didn't go to bed till like 5 a.m. or so. It wasn't until about 4 or 5 a.m. is when it started to die down. And um, But no, my youngest and I, we passed out like right around midnight, and I slept throughout the whole thing. Uh, and my wife was getting mad because I was snoring through it. But and you know what? With a Xanax, I was just like... Mm, you know, it's a hurricane. If it's going to hit us, it's going to hit us, you know, you know, that sort of thing. And it's, I got to say, taking that Xanax was almost kind of scary in a way because you, I really didn't give a fuck about anything. Like I could have just walked outside in the middle of the hurricane and just be like, mm, yeah, cool. It's windy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> It's kind of freaky how, like, I, how much I didn't give a shit. Um, and it's like, I almost wanted to take another one, but no, I'm like, no, 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 no. I can tell, I can f- see how that shit can get addicting. And I'm like, no, not going to take another one. No, that, that, uh, no. But, um, yeah, the next morning I woke up around five 30 and we, ha- we bought some really good flashlights some led flashlights which are really cool they were pretty cheap but really pretty damn strong for how much they cost and how little they are too um and so i i remember just walking around the house around 5 30 the wind was still pretty strong but nowhere near as strong as it was um earlier that night and you know check the house no windows were broken um waited a little bit for it to get uh daytime you know for the sun to get up a little bit around 6 6 30 i waited and um walked around outside and didn't see anything like on the house or anything like that i saw some you know branches like some pretty big branches that have fallen down and all that but luckily they were just in my yard and i've got a pretty big yard um which is a pain in the ass to take care of but you know in this instance, I, I, I wasn't too mad, but it's, um, overall 
we fared out well. We only lost power for about 23 hours. And we pretty much spent that entire day just hanging out on the porch. I was reading a lot. I played a lot of Chrono Trigger on the 3DS, which I've already beaten. And yeah, it's just, and I decided not to do a podcast um, last week when, you know, during this whole hurricane shenanigans because, you know, my mind just wasn't there and I was just more, you know, focusing on, because I didn't clean up the yard that day after the hurricane hit because the way it was, it was still really windy that day. And like, I would try to go outside and clean up something and, Oh, look, more branches are falling off. And I'm just like, screw this crap. And so I cleaned up a lot the next day. Um, you know, God, so much shit to cut down and clean up and, Oh God, it was, it was very, very frustrating. Not, not frustrating, but very tiresome. And, you know, and, and my mind just wasn't in the right place to even do a podcast because it was just, you know, I'm so worried about, you know, the house and, you know, whatever other crap, especially work, because we had some issues at work go on and whatever else. But other than that, uh, we fared out well with the hurricane, um, no damage done, really. And it could have been worse. My sister who lives down in Sarasota, um, she got really lucky too because she got it worse than we did as far as winds go and the worst that happened to her was she lost power for almost a week and she like her entire yard and driveway were just covered in trees and branches but no damage to her house which you know if that's the worst that happens to your house you lose power for almost a week and you know you have to clean up branches you know I, that's not bad, you know, because when I saw pictures of like Miami and Naples and Fort Myers and all that, just holy crap. And the keys, it was just insane. I mean, and I feel really bad for Puerto Rico right now because not only did they get freaking destroyed by Irma, they just got pretty much wiped off the face of the map with Hurricane Maria. And it looks like Maria is not going to be hitting Florida, at least. If I look at the latest um, advisory for Maria, as of 9.31 p.m. on Thursday, September 21st, um, it's finally leaving um, Puerto Rico. It's a Category 3, and it looks like it's going to be going northeast. It's going northwest at 9 miles an hour right now, and it's going to be making a turn going northeast into the Atlantic. But I mean, you you know, a good thing, a lot of the spaghetti models show that's where its path goes. But I mean, you never know if there could be a change overnight where it just decides to go west. But I'm hoping, really hoping that it just keeps going up into the Atlantic and just poof, disappear like um, Jose did. Jose, which is, I can't believe that thing is still even surviving it's still a tropical storm it's gone from like a tropical depression back to a hurricane back to a tropical storm it's like that thing just will not die but um no i mean it really sucks for puerto rico god damn that sucks i mean it's it's just insane what's happening down there 
But um, so kind of excited about next week. Uh, not magic related, but the Super Nintendo Classic, which I have talked about on VCR Gaming and So Your Father's a Nerd. But since we haven't done an episode of that lately, super excited about Super Nintendo Classic. Cannot wait to get my hands on and play it because I'm so damn excited. Yes, I know all the freaking haters out there. It gets so annoying and frustrating. Well, why don't you just get a Raspberry Pi and emulate the games or, or play them on your computer? I'm like, yeah, I know. I get it. I can do that right now as I'm talking in this cast. But, okay, I'm a Nintendo fanboy, okay? I, pl- I still play the hell out of my NES Classic, okay? Yes, I know I can emulate all those games. And you know what? On the NES Classic, I physically have half of those games. But the NES Classic is just a little bit easier to just load up and play. I don't have to, you know, get the alcohol Q-tips out or blow into it and get it working because my, my NES is still in really good condition. It's just, you know, a little bit annoying to get it working sometimes. And, you know, I just don't, I don't have, I don't have time for that shit. Um, but yeah, so super excited about super Nintendo classic. The first game I want to play secret of mana. Oh my God. I spent a whole summer, my buddy and I playing through that game and we did everything in that game. We, leveled up all the magic the items weapons and all that and wrecked it in its face such a good game um you know i'm actually also a little bit excited to play earthbound too um in the past when i've tried to play earthbound not been a fan of it but mm, you never know maybe i'll give it a shot again and maybe i'll like it i'm definitely excited about super mario rpg that is one of the best Mario games ever created. Uh, the other Mario RPGs like Paper Mario, get the fuck out of here. Paper Mario sucks ass. I, I hate it. I played through Paper Mario on the 64, beat it. It wasn't bad. It was okay, but it was basically Mario RPG. Exactly the same. And then I played the Paper Mario on GameCube. That sucked. Uh, the one on Wii, terrible. The, wasn't there one on Wii U? I think so. I can't. I don't think I played that one, but I played all the others. I'm like, they're just fucking terrible games. They're stupid. You know, it's like, why not just make another Mario RPG? Oh, God, so annoying. Because um, Gino and Mallow are really fucking cool characters. All right, get over it. Um, Yeah. Other than that, like when it comes to video games lately, yeah, I did pick up Chrono Trigger and played through it and beat it. That was mainly due to the hurricane, but I kind of hate video games lately. Um, And maybe it's more so I'm hating modern video games. Uh, They just, they suck lately, you know, and I just can't get over it. Um. I recently got the Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Dawn Zero, whatever the fucking name of the game is, and I played it, started playing it, and I I totally dug it, was really digging it. It's like, oh my god, okay, really cool story. I really love the main character, um, Alloy, Aloy. She's really cool. Um, like the whole little story, and then when the game sort of opened up, it, I kind of started not liking. It started turning into a generic open world game, and I'm just. Oh God, I almost would have kind of preferred a almost like a linear type game. I mean, not super linear, but 
sort of a just more linear, not so open world. Um, and I mean, I guess linear akin to what's a like un not not really like Uncharted. Uh, un no. No, because Uncharted's completely linear. I, I don't know. Just not not so open world, but more kind of linear. Um, like maybe Final Fantasy style, if you think of it like that. Because Final Fantasy, you know, the, it's Final Fantasy games are very linear, but, you know, you have chances to explore a little bit, but not too much. You know, they just give you a little bits of pieces that you can explore, and then when you're done, you go to the next place. Um but yeah, that kind of killed it for me. Um, and then just trying to play any other modern game on the computer, uh, on the PS4. And let me tell you what, this is what I fucking hate about modern gaming. I know this is not a video game podcast, but I got to rant about this updates. Oh, admittedly, I do not turn on my PS4 a lot. And admittedly, I don't play a lot of games on my ps4 so when i want to actually sit down and play a game like battlefield one or grand theft auto 5 or horizon dawn zero horizon zero dawn or something like that i just want to put put the disc in and just play it you know why is it every single fucking time that i go to play a game there's like some 10 gig update okay so i haven't played the game in six months okay yeah well, you know what? This is why I fucking hate playing modern games now. This is why retro gaming is a lot better in that aspect of, okay, I want to play Mario World. Okay, cool. Sit down in front of my Super Nintendo. Click. Turn it on. Boom. We're done. I don't need to do a stupid update. I don't... Oh, God. It's frustrating. And I know it's such a first world problem, but when it comes... But it's just something where... I look at all the my game my game shelf and I'm just like I just want to get rid of it all. Uh, all my modern games, not my not my um, retro classic games. I, I look at those and I'm like I love you, my precious, and all that. But look at all like the PS4, PS3 games. I don't have any Xbox because fuck Xbox. It's terrible and disgusting. Kind of grosses me out a little bit. Um, but. So you like all my PS4 and PS3 games and I'm just thinking to myself, ew, you all gross me out. I, I just want to throw you all away. Like I, I'm and my wife will have to stop me like, no, no, don't do it. You're going to regret it. Like I don't, I don't like them right now. I'm like seething with fury. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've probably lost like everybody in the whole cast, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So um, I guess that brings me to, I guess we can talk a little bit about magic, right? I mean, it's what you guys like. You like magic, right? All right, let's talk a little bit about magic then. All right, so um, we're going to be talking about Magic the Gathering now. Uh, it looks like this week, as, as when this recording does come out, uh, the new Magic the Gathering expansion set called Ixalan or I Ixlaxon, as I like to pronounce it, Ixalan, Ixalan, um, is the newest theme set for Magic the Gathering. It is a set in a world called Ixalan with dinosaurs and pirates and vampires. Oh my. Uh, me personally, 
this set reminds me of Jurassic Park and Pirates of the Caribbean. And it also reminds me of, you know, when people were exploring the new world uh, back in the 15, 1600s, you know, like Christopher Columbus and the Spanish conquistador, conquistadors, however you say conquistadors, you know, it's very reminiscent of that. Uh, personally, I love Jurassic Park. I mean, who doesn't like dinosaurs and who doesn't love Jurassic World as well? Chris Pratt, praise him. He is so good. So since Ixalan caters to my boyish fantasies of dinosaurs and pirates, this is going to be the best set ever released. And the pre-release is going to be tomorrow night, which as when this recording comes out officially on Friday, it's going to be that night. And oh boy, I am so excited. I'm not going to be able to play it though. Uh, me personally, I hope that everybody has fun playing this new set. It's It looks really cool. Um, very cool, by the way. Um, a lot of cool cards. And it's when you're going to a pre-release, you play a format called Sealed. Me personally, I think Sealed is very cool. Very cool. Um, so I hope everybody does well. And you know what? If you want to tell me how you did at pre-release, if you're listening to this, you know, send me a message my way on Twitter or Facebook or go to magicwithzubi.com and send me a message on Facebook about it. Me personally, I hope you all do very awesome. Um, so in other magic news, they, there was a, uh, recently the Hasbro con, a Hasbro convention, and they had something released there called iconic masters. And me personally, I thought it was the most iconic set of magic, the gathering. I mean, you had iconic creatures, you know, dragons and angels, and, you know, we're going to bring up the whole list right now. I mean, we have got some really iconic cards here. Um, for a set called Iconic Masters, some of these cards are very cool. You remember when Abzan Falconer was in Standard from Cons of Tarkir? Very cool. Uh, do you all remember how iconic that card was? I do. Uh, do you all remember how iconic Dissolve was in Standard? Dissolve, the three-mana counter spell that lets you scry one? That's iconic. Do you all remember how iconic a Balustrade Spy was? Super iconic. Such an iconic card. It, to me, this set just screams icons of magic to me. It's very cool. Uh, coordinated Assault for one red instant where up to two target creatures each get plus one, plus one, gain first strike until end of turn. Who doesn't remember playing that when they were a child? It just amazing, amazing card. And who can forget the all-time green iconic card of Assault Formation, which big butts do not lie with that allows you to allow you to swing your creatures with their toughness instead of their power. 
all around iconic iconotry iconic i don't know but gotta say very cool set uh real talk though um this set is actually pretty damn terrible um i can't even imagine spending ten dollars on this crap um and yeah i mean i know i'm really shitting on this set uh, there are some good cool chase cards and i'm gonna go to tcgplayer.com and just name a few of the chase cards and if you already freaking know if you've already seen the spoiler and you already know what cards i'm talking about i'm talking about you know foul tongue invocation hypersonic dragon and draconic roar i mean th those are going to be cards that are just going to fly off the shelves but in real talk seriously here we're looking at mana drain horizon canopy grove of the burn willows archangel of thune thought seas you know glimpse the unthinkable you know those kind of cards it's cryptic command ancestral recall or i mean ancestral visions not recall um God, imagine if that was reprinted. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's this set is such a money grab. It's blatantly such a money grab that it almost kind of disgusts me. Where it's, it's just like, come on, this is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, not doubting that there aren't good cards and good chase cards to go after, but it's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not even worth buying a booster box because, you know, at least with Modern Masters 2017, if you were to buy a booster box, you had a really good chance of making your money back because of like the fetch lands and some of the other higher price cards here. If you don't open a mana drain, you're pretty much not going to get your money back with this crap. And yeah, granted, you should never buy booster boxes to try and get money back. Mm -hmm. I know, but still it's got 10 bucks a pop and to draft it for 30 bucks get the fuck out of here Ugh, it disgusts me yeah I, I know i'm completely hating this set because it's it's just gross let's just get out of here wizards with your crappy set i do have to say though there is some cool art like the the kamigawa dragons which why the fuck would you reprint those pieces of shit uh they do have really cool art i do have to say that um a, a lot of the dragons have really cool new art like bladewing the risen i really like that art i can't believe bladewing the risen is an uncommon though that's just so fucking weird and bizarre to me um malfagor has some cool art now uh i mean just just a lot of them do like the mana drain art it's not bad it's not bad um i mean come on there there's a card scion of ugin that's not fucking iconic and i know i know the reason why they called iconic masters because they have the iconic tribes like dragons unicorns angels you know that crap i get it i understand that but you guys should have just called it eternal masters too not iconic masters because this is not iconic whatsoever Oh, man, but you know, whatever. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people you've all heard this like, mm, you're just a hater, Zuby. Yeah, I am. I really am just a hater. It's terrible. I mean, they don't even have any good lands. I mean, yeah, Horizon Canopy and Grove. That's it. All the other lands are trash. But it's neither here nor there. Um, so that's Iconic Masters. Don't waste your money one bit. It's terrible.
But me personally, I think Iconic Masters is going to revolutionize how they do master sets. It's very cool. I mean, you're you're well worth getting your money if you buy a booster box and spend $10 a pack. I mean, it's very cool. I mean, me personally, I love it. I love it. Um, next on the docket for Magic the Gathering is the new card game within Magic the Gathering called Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, it's going to be hopefully replaces Magic the Gathering Online eventually um, because MTGO is absolute shit. Um, for everybody that has, you know, whatever amount of money invested in their game and MTGO, you know, I kind of hope, you know, they do kill MTGO. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I've got money invested in MTGO. I probably got, I don't know, a um, couple hundred bucks or so. But, um, you know, wouldn't care if they, you know, if they completely killed it, be like, mm, oh, well, um, hopefully I can sell out before they do, you know, if you catch wind of it dying or whatever, but I don't think they are. I think arena is mainly going to be standard and limited and eventually whatever new format that proceeds modern, you know, that's going to be between modern and standard and frontier, whatever stupid format, um, they want to call it. So um, Arena is a game that should have been out four or five years ago uh, in order for Magic to even try to compete with Hearthstone. Um, I mean, it is a good step in the right direction, but I honestly have to say it's a little bit too late. And they should have done this, God, like, like I said, three or four years ago, four or five years ago. It's, oh, oh my God, Magic Wizards. It's. You guys, I don't know. I've talked so much shit about MTGO before. It's just beating a dead horse at this point. But me personally, I think Magic the Gathering Arena is very cool. I, I actually do think it's cool. And um, I hope they do something similar a la to Pokemon TCG Online. And I also hope there's still a way where like um, that game Hex where you can still buy singles to straight from them, you know, none, no going through bots or whatever crap. And like, Oh, but what about the websites card hoarder and MTGO traders or whatever the hell? Oh, well, you know, don't focus your whole business on, you know, an online game that, you know, could very well shut down next year. Hmm. Too bad. I don't really feel bad at all, but, um, yeah, but I actually am a little excited about MTG arena. Um, you know, they, when it does come to mobile, I really hope wizards is smart enough to where your collection follows you from device to device. If they aren't MTG arena is going to be a complete and utter disaster and failure. Just like how magic duels was because if magic duels, if you could link your collection from my iPhone to steam, I would have played that a lot more and you know granted magic duels it wasn't full magic you know with the deck building restrictions you had but you know it is what it is um so yeah i'm excited about it me personally i think it's going to be very cool i actually don't really have much anything bad to say about arena it's just i hope it kills mtgo 
just kill it with fire kill it kill it kill it kill it kill it it's it's so dated and bad just get rid of it you know i'm not saying get rid of it right away but eventually start killing it get rid of redemption on that thing and it's stupid go bye-bye redemption you know mtg arenas in town um yeah, other, other than that, uh, as far as Magic I've been playing, I haven't been playing fucking shit lately, man. I've been playing, you know, EDH on MTGO. Haha, <laughs> you know, talking bad about it. I get it. Um, but, other, you know, I just haven't really been playing. I've been trying to gather the rest of the cards for my cube, the 180 cards, which, you know, I need to have another cube episode where I talk about the new, all the 180 cards. I mean, maybe not all, but maybe some of the new archetypes and cards I'm putting in to sort of fully flesh out the queue because right now it's 360 and I'm putting it up to 540 and um, I've already picked out the 180 cards and I'm pretty satisfied with it and excited to draft it again I just need people to draft with sucks I, I wish see if MTGO had a thing where you could just build a cube and you know you let other people play it and you know you start up a room and you play you know, your cube and all that shit that, oh my God, that would be so much fucking fun, but no, you know, wizards, they don't like good ideas or anything. They're allergic to them. Um, yeah. Um, anything else been going on with magic? No, not really. Um, yeah, that's really about it. I didn't, it's pretty much a short episode here. It's I didn't really have much to talk about, but I just need to get back in the groove of podcasting. Um, you know, like I said, I think I want to do an episode on my cube again. And you're just going to listen to me ramble and talk. Um, yeah, so that's about it. If you want to um, hit me up on email or anything like that, uh, you can get me at mtgzubi at gmail.com. I've got Twitter and Facebook. Just look for Magic with Zuby. Uh, uh what else you know you're not going to anyway but you know leave a review on itunes google play stitcher tune in radio and um yeah i think that's about it so um all right everybody have a great night all right